With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hill and I'm back after a week off. Um, Josh, you hosted... Oh, of course you missed it because yeah, we I had a good it. result at Chelsea and you don't do it after we had a good result so you thought you'd take a week off. It's not deliberate, it was it was an accident. I had to go to a lavish Sky One dinner. Oh, you were with, sat um, with... Uh, some very exciting... Jamie Redknapp was there. Oh, good. Jack Whitehall. And it was the night of the... Um, Arsenal. Who did we play in the uh, League Cup? Doncaster. Thank you, Doncaster. And so we monitored it together. Me and Jack Whitehall monitored the goings on in the League Cup, that that, that triumphant one 0 victory, mm-hmm. and um, talked about Arsenal for much of the evening. It was great. Yeah, um, we're joined by two spectacularly good guests. Andrew Dickens is a senior overlord of Shortlist Magazine. Is that correct? Senior overlord, come uh, skivvy. It's, a, it's, a, it's very yeah. varied, yeah. yeah. Anywhere between those two things. And right now, as we speak, Andrew happens to be writing, researching writing, an article on why people hate Arsenal fans. Is that broadly correct? Pretty much. That's the working title, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you are Arsenal fan. You've been I am, before. yes, yeah. I'm, so I'm might, not on here to go. Yeah, no. Yeah. We might touch on that later. I think it's an interesting topic, because they, they do. People do hate Arsenal fans for, for all kinds of reasons. And we're joined by, um, first time on the podcast, Daniel Levine. Who I believe you work in the world of YouTubers and influencers and Arsenal fans, all that kind of stuff, don't you? Apparently, I do. Yes, uh, we manage some YouTubers, yeah, and we do some influencer marketing. I'll try avoid using the word influencer for the rest of this podcast, but there we go. <laughs> you an inf- yeah. You're an influencer, Boyd. Well, you in the say tra- that. in the trainer world, certainly. Yeah, in the trainer world, in the Very world of good. supreme clothing. Yeah. Amazing trainers on today. Good trainers on today. I'm wearing the uh, Air Max Skepta Creps, as they're called. Thank you, Krebs. Yes, Krebs. good point. I Krebs. wouldn't even know. Would you know, Andrew? <laughs> uh, no. Very strong trainer. <laughs> Andrew doesn't give a shit. Skepta as in Skepta, the, the, the yeah, Grime Artiste. The Grime Artiste has designed these trainers that I'm wearing. Yeah, oh, I'm holding them up. Well, that's a good picture. He actually it. did it. He definitely did it, yeah. Oh, he did the whole okay. thing himself. His crowns. Put, yeah, put the material, yeah, coloured them in. Yeah. Um, and yeah. who's your t shirt off today? 
T-shirt. This is a skate. This is a Supreme T-shirt, vintage. It's about ten years old. Hang on, did you, you do want... an article about why you love Supreme? I'm glad you brought that up. John. <laughs> yeah, um, I've done an article for the new issue of GQ Style. I thought out you now. had. Um, I think it's quite expensive, but you know, yeah. Um, is it available online? Supreme. It's not online, no, because you have to, you know, you have to get buy a copy, buy we'll a scan copy. it in. Yeah, it's send it to your mates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, autumn, winter whatever the year is 2017 anyway we should say before we move on mm. that footballistic Arsenal is backed for the season by Labrooks bet £5 get £20 if you deposit £5 Labrooks will add another £20 to your account you can get this offer by following the link at bet.arsenalpodcast.net Josh fantastic yeah don't really have much to say on that no fair enough I don't want you to say anything else about it no. um, so there's lots to discuss there's so this is we're now what day is it today today Tuesday. is Tuesday because we played we, West Brom last night we played night. West Brom last night on a Monday which always annoys me because I think a weekend a Saturday Sunday where all our rivals play first and we have to wait till bloody Monday night 8 o'clock kickoff. It's the whole thing annoys me and they all won Everyone won. Everyone won. So we had to. Mm-hmm. We did win, obviously. We triumphed 2-0. And then there's also, there's that much to talk about. There's our, our 1-0 massive victory against uh, Doncaster to talk about. Um, and lots of more issues. There's there's Because people last night were saying, some people said that Alexis played really well. Some people thought he was shit. Uh, Monreal, everyone seems to be everyone's man. Raving about Monreal. There's the penalty controversy that went on about on Sky for endless, endless amounts. Um, loads, loads to discuss. So where should we, should we start with? The general performance, Daniel. Because obviously, you know, since the Liverpool debacle, yeah. we're kind of, we're pulling it back, as we often do, don't yeah. we? As we tend to do. <clears throat> we have a disastrous, pathetic performance, then we kind of pull it back and we start playing all right. Yeah. And everyone gets overly optimistic and people like me who feel we're realistic feel this is exactly what happens every year. Do you feel that way or do you feel we should be more optimistic and everything's going no, quite well? We, we, we bounced, well, we bounced, but we bounced back quite well. I think without even... What was yeah? I think that Chelsea result really helped. I think it was a platform. Yeah. Um, then the Doncaster game, which I have to admit I didn't watch the entirety of, um, but uh, West Brom game was. I think that the key thing as well, just amongst the fans' reaction, and I always say this: when when the fans are singing um, with a North Bank with a North Bank Highbury, yeah. you get there's a good feel in the stadium, and I think which they know, did last night they did quite last night, extensively, yeah. yeah. And I think people, I think we we played solid. We kept a clean sheet. I think we kept it simple. Um, We could have scored some more goals. That would have been nice, especially with all the other teams doing so well on the score sheet. But I think think it's quite a solid foundation to move forward. And I think we've done it quite well. Turned it around, got the heads down. West Brom, Andrew, West Brom's ludicrous manager Mm -hmm. was furious. I don't know if you watched um, his post-match interview. I did. I I, I did my research. I went to the game and then watched the hour-long highlights on Sky. Yeah. I always do that, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. I actually record the entire games on Ultra HD and watch them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into the Wee Small Hours. 4K? Yeah, is that, is that so 4K, 4K Ultra HD, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would write a feature on it if I had the 4K TV. Oh, okay, yeah. So if yeah. Samsung or L, L. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's interested. Yeah, whatever they're yeah. called. It might not get published, but I'll write it. Yeah, yeah, write it, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was, what's his name again, that idea? Pulis. Tony Pulis. Uh, he's one of my least favourite managers in the world. But he you know, his record been. at the Emirates now played yeah. 11, lost 11. Yeah, which is brilliant. I, mm-hmm. I actually, I'll tell, but we'll come back to Pulis later. Oh, I actually okay. quite like him. Oh, okay. I'll, t- I'll tell you why, but anyway. Is he a YouTuber? Is he an influencer? He, yeah, we, we try to get him yeah, to sign yeah, up. Yeah. But, Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> it's, that, it's that baseball cap look. Exactly, yeah. He appeals to the kids. <laughs> but I've always found him deeply annoying. And he was furious and kind of said that they should have had that penalty, which obviously they should have done. And he also said that Alexis should have been booked for diving, which I don't agree with that. And he was just generally furious. And there seemed to be a whole theory that if they'd have got that penalty in the first half, then it would have changed the whole face of the game. Well, What's your feeling? 
well, well, being Andrew, and you've already yeah, interrupted. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think... I hate that. And they go, oh, I know if we'd been one... Like, of course it would have changed the game because the score would have been completely different. Yes. I mean, that's just obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, everyone seemed to be ignoring the tug on Alexis as well in the area. Right. Even Monreal, when he had his, his little wonder burst through down the left wing, had a little pullback as he was in the air just about to shoot. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to get picked up on. And also, there wasn't the same level of fuss when we had a penalty turned down away at Stoke, which would have yes. changed right. the course Absolutely. of the game. Yes. And, you know, and possibly our season, who knows? Yeah. You know, um, you know it's, it's fine margins. But, yeah. you know, so all that stuff got... Um, Got kind of ignored. Um, he oh, he was. I mean, he was rightfully upset because it was a penalty, uh, yeah. and it was you know it was it was almost genius by the referee to play on because he did. Uh, Rodriguez did hit the post, and if that had gone in, everyone would have been applauding him. Uh, there was also a little discussion on um, on Sky afterwards about whether he did actually play advantage or not because he didn't. Um, didn't come hmm. back to book or. He didn't come out to... No, exactly. He didn't... And also, he didn't seem to do the arm-raising... No, I... Right, that's a good point. ...gesture that's a good at any point. point. Yeah. And... Um, if it was a case of advances, that means there was a you know a foul committed, and therefore you right. would have to, at the least book, to, if not... And you can go back and thing. let them take the penalty, can't you? That's happened before. Yeah, you it? can I'm do it. I think... It. I don't know whether... If he, if he was playing advantage of the fact that it then came to Livermore off the post, yeah. and he spooned it, it wide. Yeah. yeah. Because I've, there's definitely been instances haven't there. Because I thought yeah. I, was, I was imagining it, because no one seems to be mentioning it. And then I was looking online, and I was like, oh, yeah, they, he could have gone back and let them take the penalty. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he just cocked it up. I think he did cock yeah. it up, didn't he? There were some long advantages in that game later on in the game. Yes. Which right. was kind of you yeah, suddenly think, he was giving every advantage. It was all evening yeah. out. That's why I sometimes think referees are evening oh, out and completely. Like, it's, yeah, okay. there was massive evening yeah. out. Yeah, wasn't there? What about the Alexis dive? I mean, that, he was touched, wasn't he? He was. He was. He was, uh, he, he was given like a bit of a shove in the chest, you know, and in, yeah. and he went down. And it's just, I just think it's pretty normal. Yeah. I mean, he was the the guy. I can't remember which defender it was. Whether it was Evans or I think it was Evans. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, he he stuck a hand out, gave him a shove in the chest, and you know, he fell over. Nothing came of it. No. No, exactly. Yeah. Do you think? Do you agree that the performance was, you know, that it, generally since Liverpool, we kind of it was a it was a game of two halves, wasn't it? <laughs> it game was. of two halves. You know, the first half we were we sort of we were good going forward. Mm. Gave the ball away so much though. And it was just a bit of a Mustafi was giving the ball away a lot. Yeah. Well, I thought Mustafi and El Nenny and Xhaka. Yeah, and and Sanchez yeah, as and well. Sanchez. Yeah, they were all they were all giving it away pretty easily. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought it was nice to see El Nenny get a game. I thought. Mm. It's nice in theory, but I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that I him. I thought he some, looked better than arguably. I thought of the, of the two. You say Jacko, who's been the sort yeah. of mainstay in the team for oh, I agree with quite that. some El time Nene, now. I thought he looked. I thought and then he had the better. I'd game. rather see El Nenny with a run in the team in the middle than than um, Jacko. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Jacko has like some really good games where he's spraying it around. But, but on Nenny's final ball is a bit hit and miss. Dodgy, where Jacko, yeah. end of last season especially, Jacko was I think assisting lots of all long balls, really accurate. That's but, true. But don't we need? Isn't El Nenny the closest we've got? If we, for someone know, solid, for someone solid, yeah. If we're going to kind of have Ramsey marauding up and On you know, right. obviously yeah. Ozil wasn't playing, but mm. if, we're gonna, if everyone's going to be marauding, then we've got to have someone. Yeah, but then look at the, again, look at the Chelsea game. Yeah, and you look at you know Ramsey and Xhaka, you wouldn't think of as being the most sort of domineering midfield partnership, but no. they you well. know they ran the game. Yeah. You know? They did, yeah. There's something weird about us against Chelsea, isn't it? Because it was the same in the cup finals. It was a similar team. I think, well, I think mm. I'm pretty sure it was them in the midfield and again, and, and they did brilliant then. So there's something we've definitely got Chelsea's number, haven't we? Now, mm. I think there's it's something to be said for consistency as well, and like you know, yeah. having a team. You know, and if, if a player has one or two bad games, then don't 
you know, shuffle it around. I think it showed a little bit last night when Ramsey got taken out of the midfield. Yeah. You know, and as much as though and then he played, he was probably a bit like the team, played really well in the second half, a bit shady in the first. Yeah, definitely. It's that one position which I think, come back to you, like the one thing, in my opinion, that we're missing so much is that solid Vieira oh, type, Petit type complete. player. Yeah. And it's the one position that we keep changing a lot and probably too much. It does help for some games. I think, you know, Chelsea game was appropriate, but it's too yeah. kind of well it's an indictment isn't it of our midfield mm. that he can choose like he's got True. so many options but none of them none of those duos feel like they're particularly working to me I don't, I don't feel safe I, don't, I feel any game you know whether it's Ramsey and Xhaka or Xhaka and Elneny or whoever if he, you know whoever else is tried there's not that many options in centre midfield yeah. well he's had it's two of those three really isn't it that's true well he's got um, Jack Jack, Jack coming back. Yeah, he can try. I mean, like I trust him. Yet, Santi next Christmas, ne- yeah. next Christmas. Next not Christmas. <laughs> well, no, did you see Cockerland. We're forgetting Cockerland. Oh, yeah. For a while, that was Cockerland, wasn't it? For ages. And that, yeah, but he's injured at the moment. I know, but even for that, a while, right? But that didn't work. Yeah. He kind of persevered with it for ages. So I just think he. None of these midfield options. What I'm saying is, yeah, we've got personnel you could put in there, but none of them are great, really. Yeah. And and you, I was going to say, let's not forget Callum Chambers. Let's not. You know who. As we all know, he's now he's got the makings of a defensive central midfielder, right? Apparently, right? Apparently, yeah. it's yeah. extraordinary. <laughs> we, turn, we turned down. We definitely turned down twenty million. I was with someone last week. He said one hundred percent. There was a bid for twenty million pounds turned down, which is extraordinary because he's not even clearly in what his top five yeah. centre back choices at the yeah. moment. Yeah, but and 20, 20 million people go. next summer will be like but 70. Fine. Yeah, fine, but yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think it will. But it's odd to let Gabriel go. I still can't work that one. Oh, it's bizarre. What do you think about Ramsey in that more forward position last night? Is it, it was good? Him, that, that thing that he's, yeah. when he's got confidence, he fl- he's, fl- he's on, on fire. But he's a confidence player. Yeah. You know, he, we can love him one week and like, he'll just do, just make so many mistakes the next. And, yeah. But that, that is his position. I, Again, I first time I didn't think he was great. He was kind of giving the ball away quite a lot as well, wasn't he? Yeah, I've changed my mind because I used to think that that was his best position, like yeah. effectively right wing or inside right or whatever it was, because yeah. because it allowed him to do his little bits of showboating and extravagant flicks and 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 you know lose the ball every now and again without it doing too much damage. But since he's been playing with Jacques and and they like, say towards the end of last season and and against Chelsea, it's like can sort of see something there when he's disciplined. Mm. He's really good, yeah, and also he's. He's get, this is the first time in ages that he's had a proper run, you know, and been fit for a long time. And I think we're starting to see and someone, the Ramsey of... Someone tweeted that he was going to be captain next, made captain soon, as if like it was definitely going to happen. And I was like, I had to... Feel, Ramsey? Yeah. Is that, is that another ploy to keep someone at Arsenal? Probably, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he was, he's another one whose contract's running out mm. soon, isn't he? I mean, you know, what's going to happen with him? I mean, I'm... I've, I blow hot and cold with Ramsey. And sometimes I think because I feel Wenger. I blame Wenger more than him, but Wenger will play him no matter. He can play terribly, terribly, for like three weeks in a row, and you know go be out of position all over. The, but he was absolutely diabolical against Liverpool, wasn't he? He was one of the mm. main culprits, I think, generally. And then Wenger will stick with him through thick and thin, you know. And but for me, it's like well, if he's not playing that well, you've got to drop him. But now, and then, I wouldn't be surprised if he made him captain. Yeah, in, in partly in that desperate attempt to yeah. make him stay because Wenger clearly loves him. And the other interesting thing about last night was everyone was assuming before the match that we'd finally see Ozil, Lacazette and Alexis together. We still haven't seen them starting a match together. But I, I was kind of pleased he didn't play Ozil because I don't think Ozil deserves his place yet back in the team. Obviously, he's not fully fit, maybe. He was on the bench. What did you think of that? Um, I think I think it probably was a fitness thing because I think that's the only reason for change. Unless, unless he thought we needed a more physical midfield against West Brom, but then... When you're home against a team like that, you shouldn't be, you know, well, chopping and they changing. They've been three 0 up after mm. <laughs> half time. Let's not forget. 
Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think it would probably was just a fitness thing. Mm. And, I, and I don't think it'd be very long before we see that front three. Yeah, I mean, last week there was a, a bit of negativity towards Ozil on, on, on the podcast. And I think you just have to remember that Wenger loves him. If he's fit, I think he will I kind of play. Wenger loves them all. No, Wenger really, really loves... Really no, no, but I think Wenger loves him. And I'm sorry. I mean, I know he frustrates us all, but his, his stats are frighteningly good. And I'm sorry, when he is fully fit, he will be in that first eleven this season I'm convinced of it. I don't think it'll be very long until you we get your Lacazette Sanchez <laughs> Ozil trio that will come pretty soon I did hear that negativity last week on that but yeah. I, I really and I, I heard the word luxury player being brand, branded out Yeah, I think he's yes that's one thing but I think if you were took him out of the team he, the, the things he does well is the simple things and that's what we don't appre- I think you need to appreciate is when you get the ball and you want to do a simple ball you know we've had players in the past that will just pass it left right you know mistake. he doesn't make that many mistakes the simple stuff and that's important it keeps the confidence Yeah, it connects play and his stats are great uh, he sets up goals I think look he's a world class player and I think he's one of our I think he's our top but you he say this, his stats are great, but not, his stats aren't anywhere near as good as Alexis Sanchez's, for example, who you regularly... Well, in terms of assists? Yeah, assists and goals. I mean, that's, assists and goals. Maybe Alexis goals, Sanchez is like, way of, up, way up. Assists and, key, and chances created. Chances and, created, ah. Okay, now fine, but that's an indicator. That's an indicator well, of Ozil's talent. He can't be... But if he's making the key pass, it means... But the bottom line is actual goals. That, I mean, you don't win games on chances created. Well, yeah, we, over, we over, the long, over the long term, key chances created is a, a very you know clear indicator of, of the... Ability you have to provide those around you with opportunities to score. I'm not arguing. In one, it's not season, one, in one season, is, you can't look at. My point is, you are back. using stats to defend. Those are quite right. I'm, I'm, I'm with um, you, kind of semi. But equally, you've been known to not necessarily fully support Alexis. Like other, but you prefer Ozil out the team. I've not been. I think I don't. Not. I'm not saying always. I'm not saying. I think it's very valid for him to be out of the team for a few games right now. Yes, I think. My feeling is that Liverpool performance was so... And I'm, I know we have recovered, okay. but we've partly recovered from him, I think, because he hasn't played that combination of all the luxury players, okay. Ozil, Ramsey, Sanchez, all of them have not played together. Uh, and I think that's right, because that, that was the disaster. They were all just doing whatever the hell they wanted to do. None of them had the discipline. And you can blame them. I, I don't know whether you blame them, I suppose, or blame Wenger. I mean, on TV, Thierry Henry was very clear that, that Wenger sends them, sends them out and goes, you do whatever the hell you want to do. And... Um, and for me, it's like I, I think I'd rather see Ozil not playing and us be and us play more together as a team than him to have yet another go of I, him not really coming up with the goods. But but to that to that point, I think this exactly taking a step back for one second. This highlights one thing: the strength and quality in our in our in our the depth of the squad. Like the fact that we can bring on Giroud, Ozil. I know other players like well, but it is quality mm. is amazing. I mean that the fact that we have that ability to bring on these world players, I think you've yeah. got to put it up to put hands up and say, look, we've got a good you know group of quality players there. Oh, I agree with that. So but, I think that isn't the indictment that, that we have got a good group of players, a very big, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. huge squad. Yeah. But uh, and yet we're we're just about seventh now, yeah. and we've had a pretty we've had one of the worst starts of the season for years and years and years. Be interesting to see if we do get a sell team. I think against Brighton, you'll see the five. It'll be it'll oh, be really? Lacazette. And Sanchez and Özil and Shaka and Ramsey, you know, that will be the right. You're probably right. The, yeah. I think that will be the five, and I think that's yeah. his that's his favourite five. If they're all firing, if My they are all firing, that's a brilliant. I'm fine with five. that against Brighton, mm. and even that with a proviso that we're perfectly capable of being so arrogant and conceited. Let's and hope Tom Mayer not playing because that was a that was, yeah. that was a nasty challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, I think that's fine, kind of in theory against Brighton, but I, not against. You know, a Liverpool or a Man United or a Man City or any of those, or even you know, even a even a vaguely decent team away. I just don't think that. I, I think playing, 
I think playing that. I think us Wenger managing those five, as you say, those talents doesn't is, just isn't going to work. It worked in the FA Cup final pretty well. Yeah, when Özil put in a shift. But Sanchez I don't think those. But shift. I think that's because that's. It, I think they can rouse themselves for that massive, huge one-off game. But I don't think week in week out they can do it. I don't what? think. I, and I think. I mean, it's all down to him. I don't think he can inspire them. Martin Cohen was on Five Live last night, and he, he was actually echoing the, this kind of thought that actually, they can no longer trust Ozil in, in quite the same way. He, he was sort of arguing that, you know, of the two, Sanchez is obviously trusted to, to get on, and his commitment one hundred percent be there. Whereas there is, you know, I think. Particularly, some of the Arsenal, you know, former players have been irked by his his comments about sort of legend speaking out against the team. Yeah. So maybe there's that side of it, but there's been a lot of rumours. I think it's talk of Ozil, you know, already sort of potentially planning a move to Manchester United for next summer. And I think yeah. in that so regard, that- maybe well, if, if it becomes clear that that is potentially going to happen, then there is an argument to say he will be not used to the full extent as he could be surely towards the, the end of a season. Surely the only reason on God's earth Mourinho would want to buy Ursa would just be to annoy Arsenal very. I can't see mm. any other reason for it. It's such an un Mourinho. When well, he managed him at Real, didn't he? Yeah, no, I know, but mm. I mean, and then, but now I just it doesn't need. It's the last player he needs, isn't it? I just don't. I mean, I just, I, maybe he'll do it just out of spite because he knows Wenger. Well, they would probably, out, yeah. I mean, it would upset us all a little bit. Don't a want bit. to see him go to Man United and Mourinho. Do we? Let's yeah. hope we keep on. Let's Sanchez. worry about that. Yeah, well, let's talk you, about. Need to talk about Sanchez. Well, I want to. I just minute. want to say one thing about last night. Are you going to say this one thing before the break? No. Let's have a quick break. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. And Josh wants to say one thing about last night. The one thing about last night that was terrific. And unexpectedly was the atmosphere. It was odd for a Monday night. The, yeah. the you know there were quite a fair number of empty seats, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact it was a Category B game, and the game didn't quite sell out. And so for those hoping to sell on ticket exchange, they couldn't sell on ticket exchange, which is a problem the club could do with addressing. But there was like we're the North Bank, you know, we're clocking going back, and a genuine sort of bit of happiness, which was great around the club. And look, we've had three clean sheets, boys, um, in the last few games. Some victories, a very credible point away at Chelsea. So we should just ensure the next 20 minutes, however long we've got left, is, is done with the right level of positivity. Mm. That's my halfway, <laughs> half-time thoughts. Are you imposing a... Uh, you're, so you're, you're imposing... Like, Times are good. Like Donald Trump, you want to impose... I'm not sure you can compare the two speech. You want me to not be able to... He did say there weren't many people there, so that's the opposite. Yeah, but basically <laughs> what he's trying to say is I need to toe the line... I need to the equivalent of me standing up for the national anthem. I need to stand up for the national anthem of Arsene Wenger because we're playing just about, or we just about beat West Brom and Doncaster. Do me a favour and got a good draw against against Chelsea. Don't you know we we're allowed to say what we really think? And for me, as Alan Algo, if only Alan was here, as Alan Algo tweeted last night brilliantly. Anyone watching that game last night? I'm very pleased we won. I'm th- always thrilled we win. People don't mm. think I am, but I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah, I know you are. But everything that's happening so far, which is my opening question to Daniel, is just what happens every year in the last ten years under Vega. It's nothing new. It's nothing excited to get excited about. It's, it's just, the only, I'll tell you, there's one thing I'm excited about, which I'll go on to in a minute. But in general, I Those mean, new obviously. No, obviously, this is just standard path for the course. Wenger Arsenal, absolutely nothing. You know, if we go, if we win the next ten games, including some away games against big teams, then I might start to agree with you. But we won't. Anyway, let's talk about Alexis because mm. there's a weird dis. 
what's the word I'm looking for? There was a weird disagreement among pundits and fans about his performance last night. Like the mirror gave him like the highest mark. I don't know if you saw the mirror players was yeah, think, like someone went mental oh. and just made them up, but they were weird. Um, like Monreal didn't get as high mark as Alexis, which was yeah, exactly. It was like mm. someone just gone down the pub and decided to do it without watching the game. But I thought in flashes, Alexis was fantastic. Obviously, he made the goal. You know, brilliant free kick. You know, he. You're looking at me like I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. Some amazing passes. And equally, he gave the ball but he always gives the ball away. And I, as I always say about him, because of the way he plays, trying to do different, interesting, unpredictable things, he's always going to end up giving the ball away quite a lot because he's trying harder stuff. But for me, it's always worth it because of the great things he does. And I thought he did enough great things last night to warrant, yeah, that he's back. I didn't think he looked like he was being... You know, he didn't want to be there or anything like that. I thought I was very happy with him. He, he looked like he enjoyed himself. Yeah. He looked happy and it's fine. He, someone needs to sort his shorts out. I don't know what's going on with his shorts. <laughs> someone needs to like, get him some shorter shorts because I can't be doing with that yeah. pulling up and showing his pants routine all I the time. I think he likes showing the pants though. I think that's yeah, part no, of his but thing. Get him some like, little like, early 80s speedos. shorts or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That might be a bit much. There's probably, there's he, probably he a law against that. He would love to play in speedos. You if Alexis Sanchez would play every game in pants or speedos, he would. I mean, if you look at his Instagram. Make him happy. Yeah. You know, he loves prancing around mm-hmm. semi-naked I mean, people at Puma now are looking for next, yeah. next season's kit yeah just go <laughs> you know, yeah. imagine the fans wearing them though oh, yeah well yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't want any of that yeah I imagine there's going to be a bit of publicity for Puma to take them all down the swimming pool, sort of line up and see who's a, who. Do you reckon is who would be the quickest over 50 minutes of front crawl? Do you reckon Alexis? Do you think definitely? He's got a little. Hey, Mertesacker. Yeah. Hey, Mertesacker yeah. just has to fall in. Yeah. He's at the other end, doesn't he? <laughs> 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 do you reckon Bellerin's quickness of feet transfers? No, Bellerin's stupid pool. hair. What's he going to do with his yeah. hair? Have to have a massive like hairnet bum things. Maybe they wear out. swimming caps though. Yeah, it'd be difficult yeah. to get one over that. Spears should be a new sponsor. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Let's that's a good say, question. I want to know what people's opinion. Don't tweet Bellerin's us for your views on Sanchez and Ozil. Just who would win a 50-metre yeah. front crawl race yeah. from the Arsenal squad? Bellerin's got to sort his hair out. Bellerin's hair used to be absolutely fine back in the day. What, what, I mean, he's still persevering with his... Whatever the uh, he's Mr. Fashion, isn't he? I, I think he is... He is Mr. Fashion, yeah. Someone tell me a thing about him. He went, he went to the GQ Men of the Year Award. Yes. Yeah, he's very, he's really into the whole thing. He rocks yeah. up at a lot of uh, red carpet events. Right. But he... Yeah. Uh, in my, this is me being a cynic here, but I think... He's is he shape is he kind of building his brand up to kind of, of to, for a position in so going Real Madrid Italy you know one uh, of those Bellerin. big clubs yeah Baron uh, yeah yeah God I hope not man. no but I'm, I'm just thinking yeah. yeah I don't think anyone would really no but it's part him, of the yeah, image yeah. like I don't know Ramsey started doing it a bit like, a couple of seasons yeah, ago oh, yeah Ramsey Ramsey's it with a model agency isn't he yeah yeah but this is the thing that these guys do it's not it's not just about what happens on the pitch what happens off the pitch and you just he's very busy with I know yeah. he's into fashion but I just kind of get I thinking. know what you mean but he's, yeah. he's better in sort of charities involved in as well isn't he hair charity uh, no, nothing to do with hair. All oh, right, um, I will look it up. But he, I know he does do quite a lot of charities. He's known for that. He's, he's going to grow his hair right down, and he's going to donate his hair to oh, some. Good. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd support him more if he did that. Yeah, yeah. I don't and, know what he is involved. I don't know. Wasn't that that brilliant story? Was it him who had that chat with um, with um, Piers Morgan? Yes. No, he was chatting with, Jeremy, was chatting Corbyn. with Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn. Piers Morgan tried to interrupt, and they wouldn't have any of it. That, so they, they, right? they changed their conversation to Spanish. Oh yes, as Piers Morgan that's turned good. up, that's which good. is like Wait, it's Jeremy, the most. Jeremy the most, Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn was chatting. Yeah, they oh, were right. chatting in English. Right. Piers Morgan turned up, and then Bellerin and Corbyn, because Corbyn's wife's Mexican. Yeah. They both uh, switched to fluent Spanish, which is the most Islington way to diss someone, yeah. isn't it? Just that flip is, into a second language. That is, that is good. Yeah. And the other funny thing, that was brilliant. The other good thing, did you see the Lacazette? I want to talk about Lacazette. So that was the thing, the thing I am excited about is Lacazette. I think he is finally, clearly, that 
effing striker we've needed for five, six years since we've had to rely on Giroud. And he's just got, it's just, I'm just, I, he's the one that's making me excited. So he could, you know, everything about him I think is brilliant. Um, he's kind of powerful. He clearly, you know, very good finisher. His mm. penalty was brilliant. Everything oh, about him I love. I think he's a, an absolutely brilliant signing, I have to say. Does anyone disagree? No. And he did a funny thing on Twitter. Do you see this thing? So he had to do a drugs test yeah. and he took a selfie of himself. Is he implying sitting on the loo? Is I, that what I was implying? I believe so, yeah. There was yes. no loo in sight, but no. it was implied. The implication was, in his little joke, did you see this, mm-hmm. Andrew? You, no. you were very busy last night, weren't you, with Andrew Arsenal I was. TV. Um, yeah, he took, he took a selfie of him and he, was, and he said, yeah, I've got to do a drug test. And, uh, and the joke was that he was having a shit for the drug test, yeah. Which I think, you know. And also, you see, yeah. Or doing sit-down peeing, one of the two. Hmm. Um... Well, it could have just been sitting on the toilet waiting. His legs were tired. Legs were tired. But yeah, it was a good sense of humour. Absolutely. And did you see his goal (laughs) celebration? Uh, Yes, yes. Which he said is to do with a bet he had with a friend that's like implying that he's playing the trumpet or something. Yeah, yeah. Weird trumpet playing. It was a weird trumpet. More of a flute, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, he did reference a trumpet. There will be memes tomorrow with flutes and saxophones and things attached to him. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're delighted that he's uh, been playing. And look, for it was he made subs very late last night. I thought, what's the point in the game? Oh, yeah, we've got to talk about the six-second substitution. That was actually extraordinary, wasn't it? Yeah. Can we just Lacazette and that penalty, though? Yeah. That was the first time. Because, you know, when we signed him, people were going, oh, he scored all these goals, but half of the penalties. And it's like, great. Thanks very much. Exactly. We already had a penalty. And that was like, even Foster went the right way and everything. Yeah. And it was still beaten by, by a yard. It was, and he looked so cool when he took it. So it was like just spinning the ball in his hands. There's someone, I think it was in the Guardian report. It said he, he looked like he was just choosing which pair of socks to wear. And even then, that, that moment where Sanchez played that incredible ball that he brought down and took round the keeper mm-hmm. and then blazed yeah. over, could have yeah. been a could have been a beautiful hat trick to start the career. Would, but love, he, there'll he, be a hat trick in due course. Be a I'm sure. In due course, yeah, he's he is great. He's very cool, isn't he? He's very handsome, striking. Mm-hmm. Not more than Giroud, surely. Oh my god, honestly, Giroud, who by the way has got his own, he's got his own ludicrous like facial hairline of you know product. I mean, that, he should focus on that. That's fine. Focus on your, your on your you know male grooming accessories or whatever it is he's launched, he launched a couple of weeks ago it's nowhere near as good I don't know why is France still persevering with Giroud as the number one striker ahead of Lacazette is that yeah, still happening in the last, in the last that is insane yeah. what the flying I, I mean I honestly cannot I think Giroud brings so much quality to us though that we don't realise yeah. he might play might play Thursday I love night. having him there I like I, I have him on the bench all day long Daniel yeah but don't <laughs> have him did you see his him hit the bar against Doncaster yeah. oh. yes Oh, yeah, that piece good. of magic that of the season, that nearly was, was. nearly yeah. nearly not as good as Sanchez's actual yeah. goal which was absolutely brilliant yeah he's getting very anxious about that 100th goal though I think Giroud of course you've noticed coming. that in, yeah. maybe, particularly against Doncaster maybe Thursday night talk, like, talking if you, if no you, you can play you know to all his heart's content in whatever that yeah against Beatty Europa Borisov League. you looking forward to that would that be in your uh, I'm looking forward to watching it straight now there's a 6 talk kickoff issue there I know you're going to go home yeah I'm going to have to run home you're going to literally run no I'll run from the bus stop Right, my house. Because yeah, it's an early kickoff. I'm going to have to Was leave. It ITV. What, what are we on? No, right? BT, BT, BT Sport. BT Sport. That's the good thing. They can't tell us about Channel Five, which is great. They can't have that. Yeah, that's show. true. Yeah, the so Channel Five. Thursday night. BT Sport. It's not the same rhyme. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a very good point actually. Because the Channel Five joke was always annoying. That's the only. That's you know. Yeah, but you can play. Back to your question. You can play over the hell he wants in that game. I don't care. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. Why is it you're very indifferent about the European? I am indifferent. And yet you're going to Cologne. I'm looking forward. We're looking forward to that trip. now now that we've kind of met the Colonians. Uh, after I missed your excellent podcast analysis of the clone situation, where you're all very kind of pro clonians, weren't you? You thought they were great, whereas I might sort of accept it for 25 years. Mm. They've waited, and mm. as long as it was all in 
you know, not yeah. in too intimidating. And were you that much? Done? Yeah, I got to be honest were with you. Intimidated? You. No, not at all. No, I, I've luckily got a call from a friend on the way that there was a um, an hour delay, so an you extra half an hour nice. at home, oh, okay. having a bit of dinner. But got there, and when they all, I, I was actually anticipate, I actually not wanting them to score, but I wanted to see what you know, wanted to see what how many of them around. There were so many. And, and, but they were just, I think it was, more, it was more the Arsenal fans in the Arsenal stands having, antagonising them rather than the Colonial fans antagonising. Look, they wanted to support their team. Arsenal shouldn't have let them in. It's a massive yeah. problem, but yeah. whatever. It was fine. Robert Peston, this is what you didn't mention last week, so I thought I'd mention it now. Robert Peston, the esteemed Peston of now ITV uh, political correspondent, isn't he? I think it's something like, yeah. something like that. He's got his own show on Sunday mornings on ITV. Anyway, great man, big Arsenal fan. He said, he claimed he had seen... Zeke salutes, Nazi salutes from some of the Cologne fans and them spitting and them urinating, not, not in toilets, <laughs> or, you know, in the middle of the ground. And, um, and, I, so I, and I kind of retweeted that. And I, so my, cause I, you know, I just thought, well... And immediately people came back and said... Because I do think people romanticised the Cologne situation. I, I, the atmosphere was incredible. And they obviously completely, completely brilliant support. But equally, on the other side of it... Imagine 20,000 British fans of any club ended up going to Cologne for even if we have been out of Europe for 20 years or whatever. It would have been, we would have been slaughtered. Not ticulous, mm. ticulous, I mean. Only, you know, 3,000 of them had tickets. Imagine 17,000 British fans go away without tickets. It would immediately be a massive scandal. And I think everyone was romanticising them. And, if, and, and then the other thing is people said, oh, they couldn't have been doing Nazi salutes because they're an anti fascist club. I'm like, it's like saying, you know, like Arsenal have a, have a massive. Anti-fascism thing as well, and anti-racism doesn't stop some people singing songs about idiots because they're idiots. You know what I mean? It's like you can't stop fans being morons, and that clearly did happen to some extent. No, it could it could have gone the other way, and it could have been dangerous, and therefore it becomes a completely different narrative. The fact that it was so easy for them to get tickets is something the club have to yeah, it's the club's to fault. take upon themselves. And I don't understand why on the night it's not that hard. You go up to people who are clearly German. If you don't want to chuck them out because of what that happens, that's fine. But you could at least work out where they've got their ticket from and then, you know, deal with that on the other side because they were only able to get tickets through Arsenal fans giving their tickets to them. And that, yeah. that unfortunately, is the reality of it. And for those Arsenal fans that did help German <laughs> tickets or sold them or whatever it is, they are the ones who you have to say responsible because the club did what they could in terms of not allowing anyone to purchase membership after the date of the draw had been made. So it could only be existing members. So, uh, you know, yeah. Arsenal fans are, are to blame in part. But, yeah, so go on. No, I was just going to say that there were, because there were loads at half time in that, there were loads of disgruntled, whingy types sort of in the, had a bit of a discussion in the in urinals, actually. Um, you weren't uh, being pissed on by Cologne? I, no, 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 but I nearly, I nearly pissed on a fellow Arsenal oh, fan. Okay. But no, but they were just like coming down, sort of spreading all these rumours, oh, the club was selling, you know, red ticket memberships and all this kind of stuff. It turned out to be completely true, but, you know, obviously, you know, these rumours start. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I just sort of pointed out to him, calmly, that there wouldn't have been all those Germans in the ground had the Arsenal fans turned up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like, if you're going to really? treat a match with that little respect, yeah. then, you know. And usually what would have happened if Arsenal fans had turned out? It could have, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been worse. But, yeah. but on, on the ticket situation, just maybe not related to this per se, but, you know, you talk about empty grounds and whatever. I really think, and there is the technology out there, it exists in America. I know there's a, con- a company in, in the UK trying to do it. If clubs would get on board with real-time ticket exchange real-time ticket exchange there's so many people kids young people you know want to who want to go to the game will pay 10 pounds on match day even if it's a big game and there's a way to see where empty seats are in the same way there's empty parking and a parking lot you can see it 
yeah. 10 minutes after let people in that is your fill stadiums that way well the, pro- the problem is a club at the moment they allow you and it is a good service on ticket exchange to to sell your ticket to another fan but only at the actual cost so for last night for mm-hmm. those who is a category b game they might have you know very nice tickets in the middle of the upper tier on the side which is like 70 odd quid or whatever it is i'm sure they'd rather take 30 35 40 yeah. quid and make sure the seat was filled as well because i'm sure even you know people are busy things yeah, come up yeah, they can't yeah. go they would rather take half the money in the city we filled it. And I don't understand why the club cannot allow that you as an individual have the right to sell your ticket at a certain yeah. price. Um, the club will still take their 10%, but uh, surely the technology must be available. It exists, it exists. Must yeah. be available. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Do you want me to update you on the um, front crawl? Uh, oh, you actually launched this. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've had um, 42 wow. votes um, come in mid-podcast. Help us sell something. Which Arsenal player would win a 50-metre front crawl swimming race? Bellerin got 12%. Sanchez, 31%. Per Metasak got 48%. Wins the vote. Mm-hmm. Theo Walcott with 9%. So, uh, the BFG. Poor Theo. What's going to happen to Theo? I mean, he's everyone. Well, well Theo was at an event I was at last week. Oh. It was an England Footballers Foundation event at the Hive um, last week. And, yeah, he, he went down very well. Very, very sort of gentleman. He managed a team of fans. Oh, he's a lovely man. Yeah, I know you're he's not going to play for Arsenal. Yeah. In a but it is, it's, he's, I mean, yeah, he, he could have been given a few minutes. Why not? Yeah, and That's when sort of we put, should we got Maitland Niles instead, I think it was called, for, even for six well, I seconds. I wonder for Maitland Niles, because he's probably not on that significant money. He must have something appearance uh, wise. Appearance, right, yeah. Is that, that was nice, yeah. But, okay, oh, you you think back. at this level at Arsenal Football Club in the 2017 Premier League, everyone's been paid enough, that's not important. Yeah. Because all the ex, the, the players from the 80s and 90s, that's, that was quite important if you got yeah. an appearance bonus. Someone told me, I've had three conversations with, you know, in the note, you know, people in, in football, mm-hmm. in those type of people, actually, but proper ones that I do believe wouldn't like People that exist. People that exist. Exactly, right, okay. Actually. And one of them told me, that apparently um, Theo was absolutely furious when Vega kept playing the Ox, Oxo Chamberlain, because everyone knew he was leaving. And, you know, Theo was like, I could do that thing, you know. And I, I, have to, I do feel sorry for him, because it was unbelievable for him, to, especially now that he did actually go, yeah. to, to still have him playing in, the, in, you know, in that Liverpool game. He knew mm-hmm. he was going. He is better. It was extraordinary. Theo. Imagine but being Colosseum. that much so. better. I don't think if he is, I don't believe He's he is. He's just not consistent. The Ox is not consistent. Theo... Is well, neither of them have ever learned. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm being harsh. allowed him. I'm being harsh. I'm being harsh. No, he, but no, Ox is yeah. Theo. Such a shame. No, it's a shame. He's yes. such a nice guy. Yes, he's he clearly smart. He knows what you know, but it's a shame. I want him to succeed. It's weird, isn't it? Though? I can't see him getting a, a place. We're keeping him fresh for Belarus for on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's talk a bit about then about your the, the why people hate Arsenal. Issue. Oh, right. I think it is interesting. Mm-hmm. So you're doing a because it's a thing, isn't it? Like, that um, I think because my so my I'm going to give you my theory first of all. There is I mean this we're we're contributing to it with this effing podcast, yeah, yeah. which obviously we love doing. Mm. But there are lo- myriad myriad podcasts. Let's face it. One we don't call them rivals. Everyone has their say. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. They can say what they want. They're, some of them are great. Some of them are terrible. Um, there are myriad. There's Arsenal fan TV, which is a massive of all of. There was the biggest. Fan TV phenomenon changed the whole world of fan TV dom, and now everyone's got their own version. But they are the ones who invented it, and there are people that ha- people find them really annoying <coughs> slash fascinated by them. They are celebrities. There's more Arsenal pundits on normal TV than any other, easily. Like D. Dixon, Wrighty. Um, all, there's others that I forgot. Martin Keown. They're everywhere. There's Alan Smith. Alan Smith. Thierry. You, Thierry. Thank you. Thank God for remembering who they are. And then there are loads of celebrity fans. It's like I do feel like Arsenal have such. A, a massive multimedia covered all areas of media 
way more than any other club. And then there's the fact that we're all kind of in this weird state of frustration, or at least the vast majority of fans are complaining that we've been in the top four for the last 20 years. So I think all these factors add yeah. up to this image that I think other fans have of us being spoiled twats. It's, it's an interesting one. I think something else that comes in, I, I think you're right, because if you think about, let's say, 92 football you know, teams in the, in the Premier League or the Football League, and there's obviously non-league, there's the overwhelming majority of football fans in this country are supporting teams who would give anything to swap their place with us. And, and from the outside, those who... You know, looking just, I think almost can't believe our luck and that we have the, you know, they look at it as like, how can Arsenal fans have the audacity to complain yeah. about what this great man, and I agree, he is a great man, has has brought to Arsenal Football Club. Stan Kroenke? No, oh, um, Wenger yeah, yeah. has brought to the club. So I think for other people, and I'm convinced, and it'll be interesting if you could see a, a pie chart that uh, put into context how much of the football conversation Arsenal takes on a, on a weekly basis and I'm convinced we're disproportionate yeah 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 and, and that must annoy Arsenal uh, other non-Arsenal fans who have to turn on Five Live or talk sport and they must say oh yet again we're discussing you know there's got to the point now on those shows where Paul. because everyone's always saying the same thing about Arsenal every week where they almost they make a joke of it. on Sunday Supplement on Sky it's like a joke every week now when they get to the Arsenal bit, and they just say the same thing or yeah you know massive squads it's like even for us as we do this podcast we probably yeah. have have you know delved into that area I, of repeating ourselves yes but for us we're Arsenal fans so we, we're kind of happy make, to do it and it's therapeutic mm-hmm. I make no apologies Andrew about saying the same thing every fucking week for the last five years so. well it saves having to think doesn't it think yeah, it? yeah. Think. yeah no but it's, it's but it has been a bit has felt a bit repetitive over the last few years but yeah but and not yet, this podcast you mean life as not life as life, yeah, yeah, yeah. life in both, general both. Yeah. yeah yeah but it's it's i guess it's one of those things where we do we seem like you say we seem to be the most discussed whether we are or not or maybe we just you know maybe it's that whole echo chamber yeah. thing uh, i'm sure we must be the most tweeted about yeah, for some yeah, reason we, we do we do well, yeah. we do awesome social Twitter. media that's why we always win oh. those like online yeah. polls yeah. Yeah. but yeah exactly yeah. got blogs yeah blogs and there's like millions of them and tweeters and oh, there's, twi- there's Arsenal tweeters with hundreds of thousands we have them on Jeff Arsenal and Mm-hmm. Darren Arsenal and there's many it's extraordinary isn't it do you, yeah. do you, think, do you think it's maybe weird? you should put in your, you should be like at Boyd Hilton Arsenal maybe you get more followers <laughs> should we try it for a week no, I'll get so much abuse no it's not worth it it's not worth no, it I'm going to get quite a lot of abuse anyway. but are, are Liverpool fans as bad as us because I'm just thinking no, for, for that sort of they're not. In, you know, what, what I'm being told in, in the course of my research is this um, appearance of entitlement that we, we seem yeah. to have that we should yeah. always be challenging for the because I was thinking because people are saying but you know we're Arsenal you know we were winning stuff when we were at Highbury and uh, you know and we should be expected to be challenging for the league every season and and I was thinking well Liverpool but they probably, haven't actually won it for even longer than us yeah they? I know and just imagine yeah. but if you, if you, if you, if you maybe there's one one view is that um, what as you know in, in the turn of the social media and when the, you know, the web was coming the internet was was growing was particularly social media millennials right who are Arsenal fans had it amazing you know you've used, had, you've used the M word I've used it I didn't, I, I didn't say influencers oh yeah that's okay that's the, that's the influencing millennials yeah influencing yeah. millennials um, the millennials whatever kind of age bracket that is because everyone has a different view but um the you know has such amazing Arsenal fans had such success you know under you know, Burkamp, Henri had the yeah. double there and then suddenly these millennials who now have a platform who are now savvy on social media can now you know obviously in the last 
10 years are you know disgruntled about Arsenal Wenger and Arsenal and everything so now maybe that's the reason you know, Liverpool didn't really have that success yeah, in the turn yeah. of social media Man United have always been kind of successful yeah. Chelsea fans I don't know they're just not big enough um, as a club actually as in the fan base mm. um, so maybe that is part of the reason so but- you're I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's the millennials' fault. Yeah, I'm going to blame the millennials. That's well, they get blamed for everything else. So yeah. why? Why the hell not? Because <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Because older. Because I'm I'm beyond. I'm pre-millennial. I'm like ancient. And you know, I think fans of my area. You're. I mean, you're younger than me. I think. Yeah, but I we're probably so. not far it's off. Not far off. But I think if I can sound like a real old trap for a yeah. minute, if you can remember the misery of the late, like George Graham era, for example. Do you know what I mean? Even you know when it was like we were struggling one nil victories. Alan Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, against Bolton, it was bleak and it was like it was really tedious and boring. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember sort of mid, sort of early and mid eighties. I remember yeah. like George Graham coming along. The uh, the elation right. when we won the Little Woods Cup. Right. So My word. Both. So it was like we experienced yeah. highs and lows under him. You didn't have Arsenal yeah. fan TV to. We didn't to, have Arsenal fan TV. We didn't yeah. have bloggers or Twitter. Yeah. Or just had a football shit. phone in. That was yeah. it. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. I keep. I haven't said this again. Someone else last. I think it might have been Jeff Arsenal, beloved friend Jeff, tried to get everyone, all the anti Arsenal people, to say, can we not criticise them for the next few months? Like kind of like you were implying earlier in this podcast. No, I like, suggested that no, today no, we could be a bit positive. I, I, if Twitter had been around. You know, in 1989, before we beat Liverpool in that thing, you know, Arsenal fans would have were talking to each other in pubs and you know at mm. the ground at Highbury mm. and complaining about stuff that about us not having won the league for years. That's what we did because Twitter wasn't around. <laughs> now, because I tweet about Arsenal being annoying at Boyd Hills and Arsenal, Arsenal, thank you. It doesn't mean I'm not supporting them when I go to the actual match. People are so stupid; they don't understand yeah. the difference between mm-hmm. criticising on social media and on podcasts and on all these things that people hate us for, and actually going to the ground and supporting the club. I would say though that there were aeroplanes with banners back in those days, and you didn't uh, you didn't well. fucking see them, did you? <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, but surely the aeroplanes with banners wouldn't happen without all the other shit. Maybe. No, but I mean, uh, take, take Arsenal fans if you, which is the kind of go-to one, yes. right? They, yeah, they've just fallen into a time. It's an amazing, it, essentially what it is, and it, it's literally started by Robbie going outside the ground and, and creating content. He'd had no, you know, it just happened that Arsenal were at this period and it happened yeah. that the likes of these characters came on. You know, he's literally just giving it a platform. And uh, look, it's a good thing that fans can can do it. It's, it's great. It just happens that we're at a critical point in our uh, um Timeline but, at the moment, we are, but, he, but he was but the first. We are pioneers, aren't we? We should be proud well, yeah, on we're, one we're, level. We should absolutely. pioneering Arsenal fan TV mm-hmm. it's, podcasts. It's the best thing that's happened to football. Imagine fan TV. Yeah. Big statement. Big statement. <laughs> I would say that. Yeah. People hate them though, don't they? People love and hate them. Like they say both. Fan I mean, TV. No, yeah. I mean, uh, people take the piss a lot. Uh, you mean the fans on there? Other like other fans, you know, on yeah. Twitter. You see them. Other fans want to. Other fans that. Companies, but fans, well. they want to imitate. I mean, by the way, you, you go with Robbie, and I've been with him at many play, uh, other grounds, even yeah. not other sporting events. All the fans come up to him and take pictures of with him course. because he's oh, yeah, respected. No. So he's you know, absolutely. What we love him. No, yeah, yeah. The podcast, but yeah. what I'm saying is, that a lot of fans also do hate that. Hate the Arsenal yeah. fan TV pundits. Yeah, the regulars because and, these are football fans coming on their voice and they're yeah. given. It's, it's like you can, so basically, it's Twitter discussion on on you know on, yeah. on, on video. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So let's. We're running out of time. We've got to do our. We've got two games. We've got two games. Barte and Brighton. Barte Borisov on Thursday. Anyone going to uh, where is it? What's the country? Is it? Belarus. 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 Tim, Tim, I spoke to Tim Payton earlier. He was uh, he was Staunch. off via Vilnius. He said it's a bit of a Staunch. bit of a journey. Three hundred and fifty fans from England are going, but they'll probably be three hundred fifty heroes. There'll be quite a lot from our different European fan clubs who will, who will supposedly make the journey to Belarus. Okay. Do you remember it was like that? Did you, come to, you didn't come to Bulgaria no. um, last year, which was there was again not a huge contingent from the UK, but then. 
a lot of European Arsenal fans, which was nice. Yeah. So anyway, what's going to happen? Daniel, coming to you first. They, they just, they just, they're coming on the back of a 6-0 win. Right. Uh, but in the Belarusian League. In the Belarusian League, there we go. Um, they won it, I think, 11 years in a row. I think they... Um, Good stats. Yeah, just putting it in there. Thanks. No, so it's more research than most people do. For this well, podcast. I had to. I'm a day normally. Day well, yeah, we haven't got. We're also, we haven't got a menu this week, and there's only one man to blame for that, and he's seeing me doing this right now. <laughs> I so apologize. I had to impress. No, yeah. uh, I think we'll win two-one. Uh, two-one, Andrew. Um, it's a tough one isn't it I should point out obviously that Arsenal fan TV will be there because that's part of their appeal is they They go go to every every game game. the only one that goes everywhere the only one that goes everywhere so um, I'm going to go with uh, um, I'm going to see what how many I've got the Two numbers written on this piece of paper in front of me. Oh, There's a prepared. two and a two. They're, One compl- is- they're completely unrelated, so I'm going to go for two two. I like it. Oh, two two. Okay, Josh. Um, I think we'll win two one. Same as Daniel. Um, I'm going to say uh, one all. Hmm. I wasn't sure. Yeah, they are, they're real. I mean, you can't be sure. Team- it's, it's a prediction. Yes, that's very much the nature of it. But yeah. I was uh, I was not sure what team will sort of pull out. But there's so many squad players now. You know, people like Theo and well, Theo Giroud. Do you think it's going to be a good enough team Maitland to go Lawrence there? And do you think they will? Even though it's only a couple of days or three yeah, days Pear before. Will be back in, or Spina. I mean, it's a it's a good team. I mean, our, our second team, as it were, is a strong team. There'll be a couple who played, I'm sure, against West Brom. Seems to stick with Nacho. Like you know, Morales played in sort of yeah. you know both the second who was team and the first team. Yeah, yeah. Incredible goal line periods. Um and then Brighton. Brighton in another run of games that we've you know got winnable games. Twelve o'clock Sunday. You're oh, yeah, fan of a twelve o'clock Sunday. Yeah, I like that. Yes, wake up. What stick it's on the forecast? Very Sunday. little time. Presumably, we'll get back the early hours of Friday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You talk to fans or the? Uh... <laughs> well, we're not going. But I'm saying the players. I mean, that is a short oh, turnaround, isn't yeah, it? Right, That's a, yeah. you know. Wenger was complaining about fixtures, of course. Yeah. In, in, inevitable. Yeah. Playing about three games in six days. Are you a fan of a Sunday twelve o'clock? Does that suit yeah, your schedule? I like, I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. be there. Yeah, I'll be there. Put a bit of brunch beforehand, maybe. Yeah, lovely brunch. Okay. Yeah. You, you'll you're be there. Making me have to be I'll, right. I'll, be, I'll be there, but I I hate that time. That's like I think Wenger actually it's called it the morning. Then yeah. Wenger yeah. called it to, oh it's twelve o'clock on Sunday morning because it basically is. Yeah, they'll right. be they'll be on the pitch with with the ball in front of them in the morning yes. which is ridiculous and they won't play well because they don't, they don't adapt very well to weird timings we're not good at particularly no. early yeah. we're not, we're not yeah, good at right. yeah. and that's, yeah. that's a good point so we'll, we'll probably give your prediction yeah okay yeah so <laughs> no, I think I'm going to go because uh, you know most of the other top teams have, have had a game like this I mean you know a lot's been said about me United and Man City I think they've had some pretty easy fixtures yeah. and a bit of luck yeah. as well and I'm going to but I reckon this is going to be our oh I'm excited I can feel a big our big score 5-0 on. 5-0 yeah. straight in there Daniel uh, I'll say 2-0 uh, 2-0 conservative yeah. Josh I will, I will again I'm going to copy Daniel 2-0 to um, to the Gunners I should ban you have to have your own individual you were right last week work, you did say 2-0 West Brom Oh, yeah, good point. Psychic Josh, you see. That's what mm. we call him, Psychic oh, Josh. Psychic, okay. psychic oh, Josh, on. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go... Obviously, oh, so you're keeping a record of this, so you knew that I got it right. Yeah. That's why you do this every week. That is what I did. I'm writing it down. I've actually I've written it down. I'm going to say 3-1 to Arsenal. Thank you very much. Thanks very much to Daniel, to Psychic, psychic Josh, and to Andrew. Thank you, boy. And we'll be back, thank you. We'll be back, uh, we'll be back Monday? Yeah, next Monday, hopefully after victories against Barté and Brighton. Barty and Brighton. Yes. Thanks very much. Bye. 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 This is a Playback Media production. To get all the links for this podcast, go to arsenalpodcast.net.
Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.